0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams? Niche nonsense? Or surprisingly brilliant? You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. That was fun, wasn't it, Mark? We what were fun podcast. we were joined by uh, uh, one of the one of the best pros in the game, Sam Pilger.
2: Love Sam Pilger, love him, man. You know he's what? Also, about... I raise I raise my game when Sam Pilger's on. But oh, I'm such, with you. I just I know I can just bl- show out like a piece of worm, <laughs> 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 knowing full well that it doesn't really
1: matter well, when listen, Pilger comes on. Boy, howdy. Well, if you're you're talking about lower leagues, not there's been no lower league. Uh, story better than Wickham Wanderers how about unbelievable.
2: that unbelievable unbelievable in the championship unbelievable I feel, I feel with joy oh yeah well, is it
1: yeah I mean I know like I played with Bale back when he first on the first start of his journey working his way up and you look at him and you're like he was. he's always been like that he's always been the the life and soul of the party he's always been kind he's always been a team player and you yes. look at him get rewarded like that but do you know what the team backs Ainsworths a legend as well so Love him. that sort of synergy between players like that and yeah you know it's it was it was an absolute delight to watch wasn't it it's,
2: it's it's hard to um it's hard to sort of put into uh to put into words just what an achievement this is for a club the size of Wickham i mean i know we saw Yeovil go in the championship but this is probably comparable isn't it I mean, Wickham are—they're, you know, no disrespect—they're—they're they're a small club, really, and the championship is enormous. I mean, they're going to be playing against Wayne Rooney next season. It's
1: brilliant, isn't it? They were always they were always seen as that. But I mean it, it's a decent setup at Adams Park. They had a little go yeah uh, at kind of putting some money in and and you know, maybe back back in my days when we were playing against them always seemed to have a decent squad. But this gives them the opportunity to bring in a lot of good players on loan from London clubs and so you never know. They Absolutely. might Absolutely. they might have a little go. But but uh,
2: They've yeah, They've also but, got one of my favourite kits in uh, in English football. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Love their kit.
1: Anyway, let's get on with the pods, because we yeah, what have do we talk plenty about to, t- to talk about. Manchester, Manchester, Manchester Red and Blue. Yes. As usual. And then a relegation fodder, because it is the business end.
2: Yeah. Good podcast. Good guest. Good lads.
1: Okay, welcome to another lockdown whistleblowers. Uh, uh, Mark Smith, great to have you back again. Great to be back,
2: Martin Gritton.
1: Yeah, and delighted to see we are joined by regular guest, uh, Sam Pilger. Sam, lovely to have you on for the first lockdown. Hi guys, yeah, good to be back.
0: Yeah, is this your, is this your first lockdown show, Sam? This is the first lockdown show, yeah. And last time I was on, I think sort of February, where I don't think anyone had heard of coronavirus and we, we talked about better things, yeah.
2: Heard of
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, there we are. Um, what have you been up to, Sam? Um, well,
0: what have I been up to? Yeah, just just happy to have some sport to write about. Um, happy to, uh, uh, as I said, mention, my, yeah, my son's under-16 team uh, training again and um, taking on a, a new coach, a, a guy called Tim Moffat, who's been great for them. So uh, we're looking forward to the to the new season. And, um, um, yeah, they did just some, you know, actually involved in some real sport rather than just watching it. But, yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. good to... See the the Premier League back, but it, it, it's still strange without fans. And uh, but uh, it's better to have that than nothing. Is it is
2: it bad to say this? I, I'm really really enjoying this lockdown football. I'm I'm loving the staggered kickoff times and the just sort of constant the constant tournament style football. I'm loving it. I mean, I, I'd be happy, not for fans not to come back, obviously, but to keep this level of. Insane, intense scheduling for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean it does feel like the early couple of weeks of the World Cup where there's a game at yeah. two, five, eight, which is great. Yeah, no, absolutely, I, I like that. Um, I think the shame is actually, I believe that after the restart, sorry, when the new season starts and there's still no fans, they're not going to screen every game, um, yeah. which is which is kind of a shame. That is one of the benefits of, of yeah, lockdown football for that. Like, yeah, seeing every game. Yeah, no. yeah,
2: of course. Uh, so, Sam, you write extensively about Manchester United. Um, they've been, I mean, up to the Southampton game, they've been the team that everyone's been talking about since the the restart. But last time out, they drew at home to Southampton, uh, and it seems to me that people have, the sort of pendulum of public opinion has gone from them being the greatest team that's ever played football <laughs> to them being completely overhyped nobodies. Um, can we get some clarity on this, please, Sam? Some, it, it, just, some, some fair judgment rather than this ridiculous tabloid
0: esque nonsense. <laughs> I think you're right. It, it, it is. In, I mean, it, actually, they were two minutes away from you know, being the greatest football team to team ever. You know, obviously Southampton equalised. I think. I mean, if, they were very unlucky in the sense that it was the tale of two left backs because Luke Shaw got injured. and was playing very well, and then his replacement, Brandon Williams, got injured and was taken off. And I learned, and, and so United had to play the um, last ten minutes or so with only ten ten players Cause because they'd they, used the three sub breaks, right? They had indeed, and I learned last night. I was thinking, hang on, you know, there's why, why they bringing on a sub, but yeah, you've got five cells, but you have to use them in in sets of three. So even right. I, I United learned that last night. So yeah, it seemed a bit unfair. So United were um, uh, up against it, but I think that goal from Southampton was coming, and and they deserved it. I think I think the problem is, yeah. Every time United have had the chance to overtake Chelsea, um, they've sort of they've sort of botched it. But looking at the bigger picture, that's seventeen or eighteen unbeaten games now. That is, you know, pre and, and, and current lockdown. That's yeah. a great record. Um, yeah, very good. It's in their hands. Top four is in their hands. They win the last three games. The last one being against Leicester, and they uh, get into the top four. Yeah, that goal was a bit galling because it dropped them from third to fifth, literally. Uh, yes, but yeah. but,
2: uh, but I think you're right. You, you said that Southampton were were good last night, and they've been really good since sort of late November, really. I, I think I might be wrong here, but I think I read in the week that they're something like fourth in the form table since Christmas. Um, it was only eight days since they beat Man City, who I think we all probably agree are a better team than United, despite the recent trend. So Southampton, you know, being so close to beating
0: them, whilst not playing that well, it's not the end of the world, is it, this? It, it, it's not, no. It's still, it's still in United's hands. It's Crystal Palace on Thursday, then West Ham and then Leicester, which could be a, a, a huge game. Um, I think, um, so it, it's still in their hands. United came back after lockdown three points off fourth place. And third wasn't even, you know, third wasn't even really mentioned, but but Leicester fallen like a stone. So United are now one point from third uh, and and joint fourth, although Leicester got slightly better goal difference. So I I still think it's very positive, but you're right. I mean, it's very fine margins. I think, you know people were starting to write up of, you know Solskjaer looks and sounds like a Manchester United manager and there's true there was signs of that absolutely united playing some very attractive football but if they don't finish in top 4 then the narrative changes to you know he spent 200 million to to finish 5th so um it's very very fine you know a couple of results here or there could 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 set it but i think you know, in in any league or level, 18 games unbeaten, um um says all the only the only slight concern really is United were keeping lots of clean sheets, but they concede now two to Bournemouth, two to Southampton. The defense it, the defence is suddenly looking uh, looking a bit bit more of a problem. You know, the the, the attack obviously with Martial and Greenwood and, 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 and Fernandez and Rashford looks incredible, whereas um the uh the defence with Maguire and uh, Lindelof looks a little bit more dodgy.
1: I think so. From for my watch, my point of the game, it looked like one of those classic Premier League games where because Manu, Southampton were terrible for the first forty-five. They couldn't get a kick. Danny Ings couldn't get on the ball. Don't agree Man, with
2: that, Martin. I don't well, agree with that.
1: Well, I was watching it, mate, and I, I don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about. So you couldn't get. They, they'd be totally. Um, tactically Man United got it perfect they'd set up brilliantly they hit them with, with you know the first 15 minutes it was just an onslaught um, Pogba coming off I think was something that just always unsettles the balance and you know Matic is is great at sitting in and, and being able to break up play but then Southampton you're totally right Sam with the left back going off that's that's their that's their food and drink you know what I mean attacking, attacking wide stretching the play and then getting those balls in the box Ward Price should put in Six corners and they'd all been crap up to that, that that final one. And as he was walking up to take it, I can't remember the I can't remember who the commentator was. It was just, he just he, he, he highlighted it, didn't he? Yeah. Needs a bit of quality. He just likes it. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, because it's United just hadn't done enough to win the game. But they'd been the better team throughout. And I know that Southampton had come back and said, okay, they deserve a goal. But it was one of those where United just they just moved the ball. Quicker, and they were pushing Southampton back whenever they were in possession. And Southampton this season, certainly since Christmas, as you said, Mark, their form has been brilliant. They 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 always go forward, and they were getting pushed back, and you know. It was it was kind of frustrating to watch if you were wanting Southampton to win, but for, as, as a Man U fan, as you said, if you add that to the big picture and say 18 games i that's you know there's no there's no shame in it certainly. Yeah, but but we're at the business end now, aren't we? So do everything. You, do you
2: think Sam? Do you think they're um, they're a bit tired this United side, given that they've named the same starting eleven for was it four or five in a row? They looked like a yeah, bit a no, bit leggy to me last night. No, absolutely right. I think you're
0: right, Mark. I, I think I think the good thing is that Solskjaer can name it the team picks itself because everybody has been playing so well. But the same problem is, yeah, he hasn't been able to freshen out because, um, because of the, the quick turnaround. And already there's a game in, you know, 48, in 48 hours. United That's a that's kickoff against, against Crystal Palace. And then there's an FA Cup semi-final on, on, on Sunday as well. So um, I, I do think they were, they were a bit tired. I think what last night showed as well, and I think what is obvious is that the, the drop off in starting 11 to squad is um is quite significant because there's yeah. no Manchester City obviously have game changes on their bench but United um there's still some quality you know I like McTominay uh, and Fred was a very good player pre pre lockdown but but yeah you know sort of um, Pogba... They're Pogba an injury player. off matter or Lingard playing aren't they? Yes. Yeah yeah exactly. And you saw that against Norwich where he did try and arrest and players and, and it was Dan James and Lingard and Matter and they struggled to beat uh, Norwich, so it, there's a huge drop off in the quality of the squad, and and you know how he manages that for the next you know, three league games and, and the cup semi final will will be crucial. Well, that that first one, the,
2: the one against Palace, I mean, so Shaw looks like he's maybe out at left back. Uh, Brandon Williams may also be out because it looked like a pretty heavy, heavy mm-hmm. knock to the head. If if they're both out, um, who's going to go up against uh, Wilf Azhar?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they might have to put somebody with with experience, even a midfielder there, uh, because I mean, left back is one position where there is competition. But if they're both out, um, you might just put someone there to plug it, even you know, even even a midfielder. Because um, I don't think, yeah, Fred, probably Fred, yeah, just just someone to hold tight, because that's that that's a hell of a baptism of fire for, for the you know the third choice um, uh, left back. Um, but, yeah I mean I think Crystal Palace they've lost five straight now um, but they were pretty mine, good against Chelsea I thought yeah yeah I mean that was that was but that was the only one I think they've lost five and then they haven't scored in any of them but yeah. a friend of mine uh, feels that there will be a re- reaction because they've, they've been awful since since lockdown and Hodgson they've won their first against Bournemouth and lost five straight which is which is which is uh, pretty dreadful but a friend of mine thinks that that, that they'll there'll be a reaction Um and I seem to remember Palace lost their first seven league games uh, of the uh, season a few years ago, and then out of nowhere beat Chelsea, who were the champions, 2-1 on the back yeah, of seven yeah. straight defeats. So, um, yeah, I mean, Palace and Roy Hodgson will be hoping for a, a reaction while their season completely peters out. So, um, you know, and Zaha, funny enough, having played it, played for United and, and has never, ever played well against United since, since you know, in a cup final.
1: So, so now uh, now might be his chance. Could you stick, uh, could you do a job and stick with Wan-Bissaka on him because he probably, have they I played against that. each other? Yeah, just like, you know when you know a player that yeah. seems comfortable because he's played against him in training so many times, it's like one of those ones. And, also, and Zaha's wan- talked
2: about it quite a lot as well,
1: how
0: oh, uh, uh, wan was the one guy he, he hated <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, That's yeah. It was called the Spider at Crystal Palace because he just yeah. seemed to have the eight legs and would always <laughs> win the ball and so on. I mean, that's a good shout actually. I don't know if Solskjaer listens to the whistleblowers, but that's not well. Good. You know,
1: <laughs> you know, I'm a wasted tactical <laughs> genius. Somebody, so, so it's been said. This has been said before, Sam. So, yeah. So,
0: you know. well, yeah, you could put yeah, could put Diego Dallo on the right and Wan on the left. I mean, he, he obviously
2: can't hit there, does he? I don't think he really likes uh, Dallo too much.
0: No, no, but, you know, he hasn't really shone when he's had the, uh, the opportunity. But Wan-Bissaka one, one uh, left there it's not a bad shout. We, you heard it here first.
2: <laughs> uh, well, we've, we've talked mainly about United there, because we've got you on, Sam, and that's your expertise. But Southampton were, were very good, and, I mean, I remember the season the season before Leicester won the league, and I'm not saying Southampton's gonna win the league next year, it will come close. But to finish a season this strongly, the whole second half of the season with a break in the middle of it as well, to continue that momentum is very impressive. And I do wonder if Southampton are getting in position to make a raid for maybe the top six, top eight next year, or is that is that asking too much, do you think, from this current squad?
0: Oh not at all. I mean I think if you I mean to to, to come back from a season in which you'd lost 9-0, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. To, Leicester. to come back and to perform like this uh, shows absolute, I mean, they're obviously, the, you know, the high press and the coaching and the, and the talent in it. But, you know, as Martin will know, it's character, that character, not to, to, to not to um, to come back from losing 9-0. And obviously, they beat Leicester as well. They lost 9-0 to Leicester and then came back and beat them 1-0. Yeah. But, but to play like they did last night with nothing to play for as well, you know, um, you know the old saying. They certainly weren't on on the beach. They were, they were, um, they were still up for it. They had nothing to, to play for, but it shows shows a really good sign. I mean, yeah, you know, a couple of so. astute signings in the summer. I, I think you're right. Why not? I mean, if Sheffield United and Wolves can can be lurking around the sort of top six, seven, Southampton certainly could.
2: Yeah, and actually, Martin, I, I do disagree with you on on last night's game. I thought Southampton were were really good for the first. Certainly, the first three quarters of that first half, I thought they were really compact. And apart from that three-minute spell, which obviously is an important three-minute spell where United scored twice, I thought they were. I thought they were a bit of a nightmare for United. I thought they just didn't give them any time. And uh, yeah, I don't think United were, were on particularly good form last night. But like you say, that they've got such quality up front and in aspects of midfield that blink of an eye, they can do anything, can't they? Yeah. There was a moment I, where Rash, Rashford had that shot block that would have been a contender for one of the best goals since the restart.
1: Yeah. I, well, listen, I, I'm, I'm basing it on the, on the kind of free play. The, the guys that run the game for them couldn't get a sniff. So, Ings and, uh, yes, yes, Christ, yes, that's fair. uh Redford, uh, Redford, um, um Redford Robert was, Redford. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking, I'm, you know, yeah. Uh, Redmond was, <laughs> You was know, up against wan just you know getting a bit outplayed. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think those were the things that I looked at. and I was like, where where are the answer is going to come from? And um, I know yeah, that yeah. they've got good quality because because this is the other thing about them. I, I said it last week on the show. Like Gennaro, I love Gineppo as a player. And um, you never know what you're going to get from Long, but if you chuck him on, something might happen. And um, but if they could just bolster that with a couple more signings, that sort out Hoiberg one way or the other. Just get, get get players in again with a good scouting network, and and you know. And produce, you know, that's a good point.
2: Actually, Hoiberg's barely played, has he? Recently, he just seems to
1: hes off, right? He looks like he's gone. I think he made a decision, and then he's been ostracised to kind of, you know, him, type thing, is it? To galvanise the, the the squad a little bit. I don't, I, you know, yeah. I don't know the, the intricacies of it, but it, it seems that way. He looked a little bit dejected from from the touchline, but they've got some great, even Will Smallbone. I think he's a great player. You know these yeah, young yeah. lads that they've yeah. got coming through. So uh, definitely an interesting one to watch. But as Sam says, you know, you've got Wolves and Sheffield United, brilliant. Uh, Yardsticks for what you the level you need to play at week in, week out to, to get into that top half uh, of the Premier League,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, also, quick one, uh, both of you, just a yes or no answer before we move on. Uh, is that a red card for Romeo? Yes, so we'll go start with you, uh, Sam. Saying yes,
0: yeah, ab-
1: absolutely. I mean, not him, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, so why wasn't it brought back then? I don't understand anymore. Bizarre
2: bizarre is it? I don't get it furious really inconsistencies VAR did look at it didn't he it? So it, VAR looks at everything right it, we just don't necessarily see it but they no. look at everything but who I don't know let's not get this is going to be a whole different yeah, yeah let's not <laughs> yeah Everyone else is talking about it uh, Mike, should we do a, do a break and come back and talk about FFP sounds good
1: Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF. All right, welcome back. the first half, we covered the red half of Manchester. Let's move on to the blue uh, for off-pitch reasons. Uh, FFP, Mark. Those three yeah. letters. What
2: do they mean to you? Uh, they're letters to strike fear into the heart of um, anyone that isn't a uh, massively backed football club. Despot uh, oil barons. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, Martin. I don't know what it means anymore, to be honest. Um, obviously, I'm not privy to the ins and outs of this particular case of Man City, yep. but from uh, a fan of other another club, as most of us are, um, it seems unfair that our clubs have to really abide by these strict rules and have a whole team of people at each club to make sure we're not overspending. I mean, I support Derby, so it's not like we've been great at that. But <laughs> it's it just feels like there's different rules to different people. As I say, I don't know that much about the specific case, but it does feel like maybe FFP's a bit of a waste of time. Uh, if yeah. you're going to buy Newcastle, for example, it seems like, well, there's the green light to do whatever you want.
1: Well, let's bring Sam in at this stage. Okay. The, the, the one thing that I find a bit galling, Sam, was... Uh, Pep seems to have gone on the offensive on this and started demanding apologies uh, i don 't know if you've had a chance to to look or write about this yet, but um what's your take on the uh, top line
0: well i i I think that the city were always very confident about uh beating the beating the rap as it were um, they 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 always felt that, that this would happen if they were given a fair hearing at um cas and it's come to pass i mean the sort of perceived wisdom was that. It would be a you know a compromise of reducing the two-year ban to one year, um, but but to have the whole thing overturned, and yet they haven't though because obviously the, the fine you know they're the not inconsequential ten million pounds fine. So I think that's what people have a trouble understanding the uh, the, the clear if you've done something as um, serious as being fined in the millions, but you can avoid a a ban. Um, that that uh, that that's confusing. I think the thing the truth is FFP confuses a lot of people. People aren't quite sure how it's meant to work, how how you avoid um, you know coming falling foul of it. And uh, City, you know, City have thrown money at the playing side of things, they've thrown money at the legal side of things. They're always confident of uh, getting away with it, and, and and they have to an extent. I mean, you know, Mourinho today says it's a disgrace and makes the point. Well, why are they being mm-hmm. banned? because a, a fine to the City is, is is meaningless. A ban would mean something. Um, but um, yeah, it would certainly see them spending more monies and and, and Newcastle's potential new owners and and Paris Saint Germain and other people. But I, I think I think UEFA will probably double down on it. I don't think they want to see so much control. They they might look to. Tie these large, rather large loopholes, uh, um, yes, and um, and and come back at clubs. I don't think they want it to be the wild west, and, and but uh, they, clearly they've been out here. Yes, uh, you, you said there that Man City were
2: confident throughout, but they don't really have any other option then to at least outwardly express confidence today. Because I mean, UEFA were confident as well from everything they were saying.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, the ins and outs. I'm not entirely sure, but I know that you know. To, to, to speak to a few people, that the, the, the Pep was, didn't didn't there wasn't a feeling like right. Let's look for the exit. I think De Bruyne had spoke a little bit about it, but there was a really unified uh, voice from from City. That hang on, hold tight. We're going to beat this. You know, let's not start looking around because two years outside of the Champions League, the top players probably would have looked around, but no one really yeah. did. They held tight, Um, and I don't know what gave them such confidence, but
1: that has been borne out. That's very interesting. I, you, you're absolutely right. I'd not really looked at it like that. You, you sometimes think the Swales City is more than just the um, the Champions League, but those, you're right. Those players weren't really looking, apart from Sane. Maybe he was just not really getting enough game time for a player of his age and ability. Um, and, and interesting, I, uh, Jurgen Klopp just always manages to seem to strike the right PR line, doesn't he? I think, you know, in his response, he was like, from a personal point of view, I'm happy City can play because if they play 12 games less, I don't see anyone else winning the Premier League, which is obviously quite deferential. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I don't wish anything bad, but financial fair play is a good idea and it's there to protect teams and competition. So... You know, he's managed to reference it without actually talking about city, which um is very clop, isn't it I mean, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think I think he makes a good point because I think there was that fear that Manchester City without european football um you know that would have walked the, would have walked the premier League um you know that's that old question of well you know if you're not being pushed and fighting on all fronts and and um you know, having having the momentum of a great Champions League win on the Wednesday night to take into a Saturday or Sunday game, or, you know, are your players fresh, less injuries, completely focused on the Premier League? You know, we the Premier League might have been saved from a procession of Manchester City, you know, winning it as easily as Liverpool this season. You know, that's yeah.
1: one argument to, to look on the bright side of, of them not being banned, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. But well, um Mark, should we move on to uh, the other pressing thing in the Premier League? Yeah, who's gonna miss out this season, which is probably um slightly more important than what's going on at the top of the table at the minute, um with four yes. of the bottom five winning. Well, um, what a mad weekend.
2: What mental. an absolutely mad weekend. I mean if you're if you're if you're West Ham and you've seen Michel Antonio go and score double the amount of goals he scored in a single game before, <laughs> he goes off and scores four at lunchtime, you must be thinking, right, this weekend's sorted. <laughs> And then later on that day, Watford go and win. Okay, fair enough. The next day, Villa go. Villa don't win football games. Villa go and win. And to cap it off, with all the pressure now from the entire weekend now placed on Bournemouth's shoulders, being a goal down to a, what looks like a resurgent Leicester team at that yeah, point, yeah, yeah. your best player, Nathan Mac, has gone off injured before <laughs> half time. You, you must be thinking, oh, that's, that's finished. And then. And I hate the word bottle, but I've got to say Leicester absolutely imploded in that second half Um, and Bournemouth just ran riot, really. And I mean, from the neutral point of view, absolutely fantastic because it means that we're going to go at least another couple of weeks before we find out who's actually going down. Sam, what do you make of the uh, relegation fight this year and who do you think crucially is going to avoid the drop?
0: Um, I, think, I think you're right. I do feel sorry for some of the teams. They thought they had a fantastic result and then mm-hmm. the teams around them won, won too. I mean, I think, I think Brighton actually um, would have thought they're safe. And um, if you look at it, um, they, they, oh, could oh, still, they could still get sucked, sucked into it, really. Obviously, the teams below them have got a win, but they would have thought well, we're, we're out of it. it. It was between five teams. Um, they're in, a, obviously, a better position. Um. I, yeah. I, I. Villa. Villa look a bit four points adrift. Um. And you know, yes. Jack Grealish tries and tries and tries with that horrendous dive. Absolutely horrendous <laughs> dive in the last game. <laughs> oh god! definitely no, oh. definite, pain. Definite pain. Yeah, and it's strange yeah, again. Sorry to see on the bar that that doesn't get given as a yellow card because that that was awful. But uh, you know, I um, think
2: I think it's bad enough that what they should have done is gone to VAR and it should have been given a penalty the other way.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> just show it, show it live on the big screens just for his shame yeah. in front of all the players, and they're allowed to you know put them in the stocks yeah. for two minutes or something. It's just so <laughs> it's so embarrassing, isn't it? It, it? was, it was just it, it embarrassing, but. But I mean, obviously,
0: this weekend you've got West Ham Watford playing each other. So Friday
2: night—that's that's the biggest game, certainly in the bottom half of the table this season so far. That that game is absolutely massive. Let's yeah. take it as red. I think we all do that. That uh, Bournemouth will not beat Man City away. So that Watford West Ham game—I
1: think that might be the one. Well, and I think—I mean, you could even look at West Ham Villa last game of the season home. If West uh, if, if Villa do some do something to put themselves in the frame. West Ham have got two games that they, on paper, you would think, fingers crossed, they get results, because obviously now I'm working at London Stadium, I would prefer Premier League football <laughs> than uh, Championship next year. Um, I think you'll get it, Martin. Well, it would be great if so. And, and you know, West Ham, I think, was it Sunes who said, he was like, Sunes should be, he's like, they should be up there. This On paper, they're not far off being a top six club, which I think... F- I'm not sure if he'd had a wee drink at lunchtime or not, because that does sound <laughs> a little bit ambitious. But yes. he's right. and um, Some of those West Ham players are f- sensational. And um, You know, the Swiss Tech midfield, and they've got, uh, I think, if you get Haller on the right day, but Antonio, every time I've seen Antonio, he, he brings so much to the team. He's a they- Swiss
2: army knife. He can do everything. <laughs> Plug him in wherever you want, he'll do something.
1: Uh, so, you know, fingers crossed. But Watford, we've seen them... Um, do some odd things or this season, you know, they did sometimes they turn up in numbers. Uh, De Feo not really been a, been a, one of those players that they could turn to. Uh, well, has been know, injured the, as well. Yeah, in well, this is it. But last, he always yeah. adds that different. He just adds a different element to it that other teams Absolutely. don't quite can't handle because physicality and, and, you know, speed and strength and finishing, you know, that's all the teams have got that, but a wee bit of magic is something Who- that, you know, he Who have you got
2: going down then, Sam? Um, are you sticking? Are you doing the boring thing of sticking with as it is now, or are you going to put your neck on the block and uh, tell us that West Ham or Watford are going to drop?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'm
0: going to be boring. I'm afraid. Yeah. Of, I think yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'd like to. I, I think. Okay. I, I think, I mean, Villa, four points from safety with an inferior goal difference as well. They're on minus 27. Yep. What put on minus 21? So, you know, that, that cliche, of that's another point. So I think Villa, you know, I think they would have almost been gone if they had lost at the weekend or not won. And Bournemouth, I mean, that's a hell of a a, a, um, a boost to come back from being a goal down to win 4-1. Yeah, yeah, huge so uh, it gives them momentum, and City. I mean, City have lost games since lockdown. They lost to Southampton, um,
1: and they've got an oh, FA, FA the Cup. they Southampton are going to I mean, going to be the, the De Bruyne can't play because he was exhausted. He's been dead in his feet for a couple of games. So you know, mm-hmm. it's it's Gund- Gundogan, Foden, Zinchenko, those lads coming in. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's that's know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bon- 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 bon-
2: well, Martin, you've got uh, you've got Man City still to win the league this season. Uh, have you got Norwich to stay up still as well?
1: <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, I I think it's funny, isn't it? I'd, I'd like to think Bournemouth or Villa, one of those two, can produce some magic, but I just don't see where it's coming from. Um, I think Watford and West Ham have got a bit too much, in, and those points at that level is just, everything's huge. And we look at it from a mathematical point of view and go, oh, that might happen. It, it really does, doesn't it? I mean, it's, you know, Occam's razor, mate. The most likely thing to happen yeah, yeah, probably yeah. will. So let's, yeah, let, let's leave it with that. But, um, I mean, there's, it's it's been nice to watch the response of some teams coming back. As, uh, I think Newcastle have really impressed. Southampton, always exciting. I mean, even... New- Newcastle
2: have been great. I mean, uh, yeah. what I love about Newcastle is that when Steve Bruce came in, the amount of flack he was taking off his own fans... I thought was pretty shameful. Really, I mean, I know they loved Benitez, and I understand why. But Steve Bruce, it's a dream job for him. He's a local. He's a local guy who, yeah. just you know, he's he's been around the block. He's done everything in football to a certain extent. Didn't yeah. play for England, but played for the B team. That's not bad. But he's done everything in football, and his record. I mean, he, he's much better off than they were this time last season. He's, I think, he's done a great job there. And I think th- you're right. The likes of. Sam Maximum and Almiron. They've got some exciting players there again. He's got Joel Linton playing again and playing okay. I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: That, takes, that takes a proper effort from a manager.
1: Uh, listen, mate, a broken clock works twice a day. Let's not get too carried away. As for Steve Bruce, Sam, I'm sure Sam will agree that uh, playing for Man United is better than playing for England, isn't it, Sam? It's funny, it's funny Mark, touches on on, on that, that. That I
0: can't think of a, because I've thought about that in the past, I can't think of a better player not to have played for England, but you're, yes. but um, but Mark's right. Yeah, he, he captained England B. I think it was against Malta or something. But it does seem incredible of a different age where he was the captain of Manchester United, winning the Premier League, winning the FA Cup, winning the double, and he couldn't get in the England squad. And um, We yeah. would kill for a Bruce now, wouldn't we? Oh. Yeah, no. I mean, it's incredible. He didn't even, you know, get in a squad or get a couple of caps. I do remember he said that Bobby Robson years later apologized uh but um yeah i i suppose that's a that's a discussion. The best player never played for England. I suppose maybe that you, you, know, that you think of more talented or fair players. But, you know, w- w- being the Premier League cha- uh, captain of Manchester United and not getting in the England team is uh, is quite something. But, uh, yeah, no, Bruce would be fantastic now.
1: Do you know, the uh, uh, perhaps the years I wouldn't want to have played for the England team is 90 to 95, so maybe he didn't do such a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, did, dodged a yeah. bullet. <laughs> um,
2: did, you hear, did you hear Gary Neville last night do the, uh, do I not like that? No, he what used happened? that exact Graham, Graham Taylor phrase last night. He was actually um, in reference to the the Romeo tackle on Greenwood. Oh, we did, yeah, while. yeah, yeah.
0: I hadn't heard that for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Gary went early and thought we were going to see a red card, but nothing happened. Yeah, he he, he was convinced. Uh, yeah, strangely, Matt Latissia in the studio with his Southampton connection thought, so, "Oh no, no, it was, <laughs> it was." So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Well, yeah.
1: listen. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up there lads it's uh, some good bits covered tonight and, um, and yeah I, I think it'll be interesting to see after this next round of games we'll have a have a very clear picture of uh, who's absolutely stuck in the mire and, um, and we'll know and who's in the FA Cup final as well which I'm lovely. actually very excited about this time yeah 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 absolutely absolutely So, uh, listen Sam thanks so much for joining us remotely my pleasure great to be back great to have you on and uh, thank you Mr Smith as ever
2: no worries boy
1: see you next All week right. See
0: you next week. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours.
1: It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you've got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.